The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure which with, you, with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. The Gospel of the Lord. There'll be very little chanting of things because as you can tell, my voice is still like really, really bad. So uh, I w I'll spare you all that. Um, as you guys might have noticed today, you'd see our, our prodigal son, Justin, has returned from, from Rome. So he's here. So he looks like the other priest out in the audience. So, uh, so it's, good, it's good to have him back, back here in town and heal. He'll only be here for a couple of weeks, and then he moves on to do an immersion in, uh, in Mexico for Spanish, and then he's going to go get ordained a deacon in Rome at the end of September, and I'll get to be there for that, so I'm really excited about that. And then he'll be back in a parish for an entire year, for his pastoral year at Christ the King. So a lot of bouncing back and forth, so keep Justin in, uh, in your prayers right now. Um, as I think about like his journey, my own journey, our, all of our journeys in, in, in our life, and our spiritual life, I really wasn't much good to anybody until I, until I started to like clean up my act. And I think maybe you'll know what I mean because you probably know it from your own life, right? You know, maybe you're like, well, I wasn't that bad, right? You know, you look back at your past life, but then you see how you can make leaps and bounds in getting closer to the Lord. And also just like virtue and vice, letting go of vice and being a more, a more virtuous person. Um, but, it, but it takes time and the Lord is infinitely patient with those who decide to, like, actually forge ahead and try, try to become, you know, a more virtuous and better person after the heart of Christ. But it's a situation where it's just like getting on the plane when they make the announcement about the oxygen masks. They were like, put your own oxygen mask on before you put it on in the child, because if you're passed out, then your child will probably not have the opportunity to put the oxygen mask on, right? So you kind of help yourself first so that you have the ability to help somebody else. That, that's exactly what Jesus is saying about the judgment that we experience, about the splinter being in our own eye. If we are the walking wounded and, and we're committing sin all of the time and not really living in a state of grace, what good is our advice really to anybody else out in the world? It's probably no good. Um, but if we're somebody who's seeking to live in a state of grace as much as possible and frequently receiving communion and also the sacrament of reconciliation, then we're reconciled. Most of our life is actually lived in a state of grace. And when you're in that state, then you can really help people. You can really bring them to the Lord. But, but if you're in this awful, awful state, I mentioned yesterday uh, for Corpus Christi that there's those times, you know, doubt can, can bleed into the edge of our life. Or, or, you know, you can see the devil trying to kind of pull you into it at times. 
in that intimate moment, that, that very privileged moment I have to elevate our Lord and the host right here, the times I ever feel doubt sort of creeping in or trying to pull me away or distracting me is usually some sort of a sin that is between here and here, <laughs> you know, right? That tiny little distance right there, some sort of obstacle that's getting in the way between me and Jesus. But when there are no obstacles there or I, where I seek to kind of push them out of the way, then it's just you and Jesus, just face to face with Jesus. And he can do a lot with that. He can do an immense amount with that. Um, it's an interesting thing. This might be a huge surprise to all of you. But sometimes us priests can be like a little judgy amongst our other brother priests. I know that sounds like a surprising thing, right? We can be slightly different human beings, and we like to do things a certain way, and, uh, and another brother priest doesn't do that, and you're like, well, he's just wrong. You know, like we, some, sometimes we act that way, right? We, we can act very, very judgy. But I'll, I'll tell you this story. There's a weird thing my generation of priests, Justin's future generation of priests, um, we, you know, it, it's a tricky thing. All of the priests that were ordained in the 70s are sometimes referred to as such. Oh, you know, he was ordained in the 70s like that, like it's some awful, awful thing about them. And it's often kind of held against a lot of those men. But if we're being judgy, we don't really see the, the man. We don't see the person, right? And, and you think about many, many people left the priesthood after the Second Vatican Council. It was a very difficult and turbulent time. And it was hard. You know, it was hard to decide, what am I going to do going forward? And many people felt like, that the, the call they had to the priesthood, well, how can I go forward? This is like very, very different than what I, what I went to the seminary for, all these different things, right? Um, and so many people left. And then some guys stayed, and they, and they helped usher the church along at a very confusing time and handed it on to guys like me. If it wasn't for them, things would have been a lot rougher than they are right now. And I remember I was in a rectory, and one of our one of our priests, and I I saw his closet was open like about halfway, and we were talking to one another, and I saw in his closet about maybe five clerical shirts, a few pairs of black pants, um, like some sweatpants, one or two casual shirts, and there were two pairs of black shoes and one pair of athletic shoes, and everything else was just empty, <laughs> you know, in the closet. And I looked at that, and I was just like, man, I was just like, when, when I was at the North American College, there were Amazon packages coming in every day. I had every day, just packages of things. And, and I look at sometimes the generation I was brought up in, and, and it could be very, and we went away sad because we had many things, right? You know, it's just like the rich young man. Sometimes we can get attached to things. And I look at some of the priests from that generation, and maybe there are some aspects that they do that, that you might not love. But then I see, like, wow, but they certainly live priestly simplicity better than maybe some of the guys of my own generation. And that's the scary part about judgment, right? We might see one particular thing that somebody's doing, and we might not, and we might miss it for all of the holy things that they actually do. Every one of us has an opportunity, an opportunity to grow closer to God, to remove obstacles out of the way between 
him and us. And so um, first we have to be helped by him. First we have to admit, it's often like we talk about addiction. It's just like the first step is knowing we have a problem, right? <laughs> you know, and so that's what we do when we're in confession. It's like, Lord, I have a problem. Here they are. And we unburden ourselves and then they receive him. And then we can help remove those splinters out of other people's eyes. But we always have to do so in a way that's kind and generous, realizing that we weren't always there either. And, and we keep trying to help bring people along because some of the people that were the greatest sinners often become some of the greatest saints. God bless you all.